are listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. When you're ready. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Earth Oddity Podcast. I forgot it was my turn to bring us in. I'm John. This is Tiny. Hello. And we're here on a special Father's Day episode. <laughs> this is a, a father-centric, just for the dudes podcast, right? Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's John. Day. Did you get anything cool for Father's Day? Uh, yeah. What'd you get? <laughs> what I asked for. <laughs> okay. Well, that's cool. <laughs> I got a no, pair. I was going to say, I got a card and I got a couple of shirts that were too small. Oh, okay. So, Perfect. Yeah. I got uh I got a pair a new pair of sneakers which I didn't ask for. Oh nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and uh I got some socks cuz mm-hmm. you know, I always need dress socks. Yeah. And then Libby thoughtfully bought me this book that has a bunch of writing prompts in it that okay. like it's called like Dear Dad or something and it'll be like, you know, I love it when you. And so she filled all this whole thing in oh, and cool. all this stuff. I haven't read it all because I will cry like a baby. <laughs> I read like the first page and I started to get teared up. I was like, I can't be going to church all red eyed. <laughs> can't do it yet. I'll read it when I'm alone so I can cry. So that was sweet. Yeah. Nice. But in general, uh, Father's Day pales in comparison to Mother's Day once again. We went to eat <laughs> I, that's just part of being a dad, though. You know where my Father's Day lunch was? Where? Waffle House. Nice. Yes. The last night when all my children were at home, because Hudson had to go back to camp today, the dude was like, well, we'll have a Father's Day dinner with all the kids tonight. And I was like, okay, great. That's cool. And the dude was like, I really want some KFC. <laughs> and all the other kids were like, yeah, KFC sounds great. And I was like, Okay, well, we can have KFC. I was thinking something. Because you're a good dad. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then I had to go drive and pick it up <laughs> and come back and eat at the house with it. So I had to do all the work. And then I cleaned up afterwards. Yeah. I cleaned up all, put all the food in the fridge, the leftovers in the fridge, all that. Well, that is why we celebrate Father's Day. Yeah. Because fathers have a unique ability to just put up with crap. That's exactly what it so. is. And also, I think people who uh, make a big deal over Father's like men who make a big deal over Father's mm-hmm. Day, asking for all these gifts and stuff, I think they're kind of lame. You know? They are, yeah. That's not what father Father's Day is a five-minute recognition for all the work you do all year long, mm-hmm. and that's what it should be. Because we're not doing it for the rewards. We're doing it to, you know, create children who further our society, right? Yes, correct. We rise above it all. We don't need any thank yous. No off days. That's right. No off days. Mm-hmm. None. None at all. Would have w- been nice if I could have picked where we ate last night. I'll just say that. <laughs> Today after church, which we ended up going to CC's, and I like CC's. Oh, yeah. You so went I on a CC's it. run, by the way. <laughs> but... uh. Tara was like, let's let dad pick out where we go for lunch. And I was like, how about Chinese? Mm. And Eli was like, I love Chinese. Sure. And Tara was like, I can tolerate Chinese. Yeah. And Josiah was like, CC's. Okay. And then Eli was like, yeah, dad, can we go to CC's? <laughs> and I was like, I, I guess we'll go to CC's. Absolutely, we'll go to CC's because that's what dads <laughs> do. We put aside our needs for the family. Yes. Yeah. 
And that's the way it's supposed to work. I can eat plenty of Chinese the next time my in-laws take my family on vacation without me. Okay. Because I can't get off and I have to stay behind and work. <laughs> That'll be when I eat Chinese. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we I asked this question on Mother's Day. On Father's Day, I'll ask the same one. What is uh, one thing that your father taught you in life that you carry with you and hold dear, you know? Oh, man. Your mom was trust no one. <laughs> yes. My dad, one thing that, I mean, he said so much stuff over the years, but one sure. thing that he told me that kind of stuck with me is he had this saying, he used to say, the sun's going to rise tomorrow. Okay. And what he meant by that was no matter how bad things go. He said this like when he was in the midst of getting a, a divorce. Now, it turns out he was able to salvage things. Yeah. But, you know, he and my stepmom, they did go through a rough patch where they split up for a while. And he, that's what he was like. Well, no matter what happens, I know that tomorrow the sun's, the coming, sun's up. coming. There's up. a better day coming. Right. So okay. hold on. That's good. Yeah. It's very good. I like that because that's kind of my attitude too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll hit it again tomorrow, guys. Pain is temporary. Let's just see what happens tomorrow. Yep. Maybe it goes better. Maybe it's worse. Either way, there's another <laughs> chance tomorrow. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Mine is, uh, my dad used to say a lot, never throw an O2 pitch down the middle, which was basically his way of saying, don't do something stupid. You <laughs> right. Know? And I've completely disregarded that my whole life. But <laughs> I think about it. I tell my boys that all the time, too, when they leave the house, you know, like, look, mm -hmm. don't. Let's not let's not give up a home run right here, okay? Right. <laughs> you know, like you're ahead in the count. <laughs> let's get them to swing at something. Don't give them a pitch to hit right here on this one. Don't do anything stupid. Mm -hmm. And that's been pretty good advice. Yeah. Nice. So, that's it. Uh, I did. I put this on Facebook yesterday, but I went grocery shopping because that's you know a man provides for his family. Mm -hmm. I put meat on the table for my family. <laughs> I can't take the time to go hunting, so I just go to the grocery store. And the bag boy complimented me because I was bagging my groceries uh, about how well I did bagging groceries, and I was just like, "Hey, you know, man. I mean, it's in my DNA. <laughs> I, like, I've watched a training video in the back room of Foodway a million times. I know exactly how to bag groceries. I know. I'm imagining in my head that 16-year-old kid with zits on The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> the really high crackly voice. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, how, I wanted to go in and be like, my dad, you know, ran a grocery store my whole life. I grew up in a grocery store. I know, I know more about this than you. But <laughs> I was just like, "Thanks, man, it means a lot." Like you'll never know how much that means. It's uh -huh. really the only real compliment I've gotten from another human this year. So thank you so much. <laughs> uh, appreciate it. Well, anyways, we're here to talk about news. What you got this week? Odd news, to be specific. Um, I've got a story about a man who had a little gun trouble. Okay. We're going to talk about a pro-Trump pastor, okay. my favorite of all pastors. <laughs> and, uh, and we're going to talk about uh, uh, Pokemon cards leading to the arrest of someone. Okay. Yes. I have a story about a Harvard Medical School morgue manager who got in a little bit of trouble. I have a story about a gas station clerk, but I wanted to start off with this one. And just a heads up, seems like you said something like this may or may not have been debunked. Yes. I don't know how solid the, the story was researched, but it's kind of funny. 
This comes from The Guardian. We're going to do it as if it hasn't been debunked, Exactly. Okay, perfect. Trump offers food for everyone at a restaurant and then leaves without paying. (laughs) (laughs) What a baller move. (laughs) I've I've thought about that before as being like, hey, I buy everybody in here a round of drinks and then like slide out the door before I have to pay. (laughs) That's why he's alpha. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, Donald Trump headed to Miami's famous Cuban restaurant, Versailles, after his arraignment at the city's federal courthouse on Tuesday and is said to have declared to the crowd of admirers food for everyone after walking inside. It was a promise, though, that former U.S. president did not keep, according to the Miami New Times, despite supporters also wishing him a happy birthday one day early. Former MMA fighter uh, Jorge How do you say that? Masvidal? Masvidal. He held Trump as everybody's favorite president of all time, and a glad-handing Trump was heard to declare food for everyone, the paper reported. The paper went on, so New Times wondered, did Trump, who famously fancies his chicken from KFC and his steaks well done... Oh, I had KFC just like Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he likes his steaks well done and slathered with ketchup but isn't exactly known for picking up the check. Treat his fan club to a spread of uh, a bunch of Cuban food. I can't say the name of all this all this <laughs> stuff. Uh, it did, then further reported that it turned out no one got anything, not even a Cafe Cito to go. Trump's entourage had arrived at the restaurant, which he stayed at for about 10 minutes after he had pled not guilty to all counts related to his alleged mishandling of classified documents, The former president was charged with 37 federal counts, including 31 violations of the Espionage Act. Trump has previously hit the the headlines for his hospitality around food after hosting Clemson University's football team at the White House in 2019 (laughs) during the government shutdown. The menu was McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, and some pizza. I remember that. You remember that? That's one of the greatest photos (laughs) of all time. You go to the White House and it's like a bunch of fast food. Bunch of fast food. I think Taco Bell was in there too. Wasn't I it? think so too. Yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I remember seeing a stack of uh, burritos. But yeah. Why would you not get a cold burrito that's been sitting out? Oh, <laughs> like this crystal platter. Yeah, right. <laughs> all the stuff all these dignitaries have eaten off of and yeah. everything. Yeah. So allegedly, some would say he's being fiscally conservative. <laughs> You know, would you rather cater a meal and spend a bunch of money? Well, it's about time we had some Republicans (laughs) act fiscally conservative. (laughs) Yes. The only time they're fiscally conservative is when the Democrats are in power. Yes, or on the campaign trail. They pretend we're going to balance this budget, y'all. As soon as they get in power. It's like, oops. Oh, well, we need more money for this and that. Yeah, right. My district needs this and Mm -hmm. all. Yeah. You know how the game is played. Yeah, everybody does. Yes. Well, uh, I think it's funny Trump didn't pay for everybody's lunch, but I think that probably if I were in a restaurant and Trump said he was going to pick up the bill, I'd be like, we're probably going to have to pay for this, y'all. <laughs> I was just sitting here yeah. thinking, I was just sitting here thinking, did, did no one there at the restaurant think, wait a minute? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Oh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> you think everybody was shocked and be like, 
He lied. A politician <laughs> lied to us, y'all. Again. <laughs> Again. It's like it's like uh, Lucy yanking that football away from <laughs> Charlie Brown. The I, American people will kick yeah. that football every single time and fall on our butt. I've really come to the conclusion that there's nothing more un-American than liking a politician. You know, <laughs> that's a like, good point. I think that's really for everybody who's in the boat for any politician. Mm-hmm. I'm just like you're un-American. Like we're supposed to hate all of them, y'all. That's how they design the system. Let's just keep voting them out and getting new people in there. But no, some people love President Trump. Some people think he's always been the president during this whole time. <laughs> Are secret. people still thinking that? I think so, man. I'll tell you this. Deidre and I watched South Park. Okay. We found South Park like on HBO Max or something. Okay. I haven't watched South Park since college. Uh-huh. We loved it in college, of course. Then we had kids, and you're like, well, I can't watch a cartoon like this with kids in the house because mm-hmm. kids are drawn to cartoons, and they don't need – subject matter is not good. Well, our kids are older now. <laughs> and so the other night, Deidre was like, hey, let's watch some South Park. Well, I watched – we watched the vaccination special – they have oh they had a vaccination special oh yeah it's it is amazing because <laughs> they make fun of QAnon too the yeah. whole time through it it is so funny but <laughs> once again it reinforced my belief of yeah we should just not like any politician they all suck so let's let them agreed let's 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 I don't know I, wanna, I don't want to sound like I'm an insurrectionist. <laughs> And I'm trying to take over the Capitol. I feel like, I don't know about now, but back in 2016, there was a huge block of people voting for Trump who I think were voting for him as just throwing bomb at at, at D.C. I agree. This is just our way to put a stick of dynamite in Capitol I think there was a lot of that. There was also a lot of people that uh, voted for Trump who did not want to vote for Trump. They just hated the other side so Mm -hmm. much. you know, And they were basically like, well... We're voting for Supreme Court nominations. There's right. a good chance we're going to get a couple here. Let's get our guy in. I will whatever. say as far as that goes, I think the people who voted for Trump based on Supreme Court nominations. Yeah. They're they, a little uh, disappointed. <laughs> well, well, what I was going to say is, I mean, he got three. So yeah. He did. I was saying they're not ruling like on everything like they thought they would, well, you know, and I think which I've, is fine with me. Yeah, I've said this before, but it's a shame that we've gotten to a point where our Supreme Court justices are, they ally themselves as more liberal or yeah, more conservative. Right, They're supposed to rule on the law. On the law. And it, Congress makes the law. Yeah. And the Supreme Court is supposed to interpret and say, well, this is what the law is. Yes. If you don't like it, write your congressman and your senators, see if you can get them to change it. Well, and I think that, uh, like, I'll see, like, a ruling will come out and it'll be like Kavanaugh and Roberts voted with the liberal justices. And I right. see, like, people on the left. Celebrate, you know, like, oh my goodness, they do have some sense. And I see people on the right, like, <laughs> these sorry son of a guns turn their back on, you know, and all that. And you're just like, I think they're just ruling on the law, guys. Yeah. Like, that's what we want Which them to do. Which is what they're supposed to do. Yeah, that's yeah. what we want them to do. And they decided that they, they were falling on this side of the law this time, you know. Next time, it might go the other way. That's fine. That's the way it's supposed to work. And I don't, I don't know, but people will get mad. Republicans hate John Roberts, you know. Mm-hmm. They 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 don't like him at all because of uh, Obamacare, you know. <laughs> right. He voted to let that get through. It Which, was funny that what, what did we spend months 
saying that it you know it wasn't a tax, it wasn't yeah. a tax. Right. And then Justice Roberts was, well, it's kind of like a tax. Yeah, it's pretty much a tax. <laughs> Which makes it legal. And Congress can levy a tax, so <laughs> it's legal. Yes. That's exactly right. Now, if I remember correctly, though, they've gutted Ob- Obamacare does not exist, right? I don't know. I have no idea. I either. don't either. Like, if I want to get on Obamacare, can I? I or is know. it all just Medicare, Medicaid, like it was for forever? I mean, I haven't, I have no idea. Me either. I have insurance through my place of employment. Yeah. I, I so. mean, we offer insurance, but I've been on Deidre's insurance since the mm-hmm. beginning. I have no clue about, I don't know how much we pay for insurance. <laughs> I have no idea. If she ever dies, we're going to be in trouble. But yeah, I, I've been on hers. She Ours works mama. out to like 40 bucks a week. Oh, wow. Which, is I that mean, great? I don't know. I, I hear that as far as like insurance goes, it's, it's not bad, but. When I started, it was nothing. It was just like, provided. Oh, so, just free? Yeah. When you look at it that way. Yeah, you've had a big like, increase. <laughs> like a huge increase. <laughs> I know my in-laws, they pay this crazy astronomical amount for health insurance. I think it's better now yeah. that their son, who is diabetic, isn't on their insurance anymore. That'll help out, yeah. But uh, they would get mad when I would complain about insurance going up and i'm like well we, but we didn't get anything no i'm on a three thousand percent increase right now <laughs> yes. from what it was when i began <laughs> i'm sorry that you're not paying as little as i am yeah. but don't get mad at me when i used to pay nothing and now it's 40 bucks a week Were you ever like well preacher y'all need to form a union <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Where do we want to go? I, I tried to see if Trump did pay for everybody's th- thing, but I can't find any. I can't even find like a conservative treehouse article that says right. he did. So, do we know for sure that he offered everybody food, or was he just like, "Hey, there's plenty of food at this restaurant"? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I have he, no idea. He could. He didn't. Maybe he didn't say that he was paying for. It. He's just like, "Hey, look, there's food for everybody here," and everyone was like, "Well, he said." I mean, that must mean he's paying for it. Give me the most expensive thing. <laughs> Which, if somebody offers to pay for your food and you order the most expensive thing, you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah, I want to get that out in the open. You yeah. should know that, right? Trump supporters would never do that. Yeah, I don't care who you are. <laughs> Ladies, if you're on a first date with somebody, don't get the most expensive thing. Unless you're planning to put out later. Well, yeah. I mean, unless you're going to come up off of something. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't paying for lobster not getting some smooching, all right? <laughs> Let's stay on the Trump train while we're here. Okay. Uh, Pro-Trump pastor suggests Christians should be suicide bombers. Uh, please no. <laughs> oh, I think so. A Christian pastor who supports Donald Trump recently delivered a sermon urging Christians to strengthen their passion and suggested they should be willing to die for their faith. Regeneration Nashville pastor Kent Christmas, you ever heard of this guy? No, I will say that, uh, I mean, Christians are encouraged to be willing to die for their faith. Yes, But I'm anxious to see how we get from there to strap on a suicide bomber vest. How else are we going to stop the transgenders, Tiny? <laughs> Maybe it's not our job to stop them. Yeah. Maybe it's our job just to uh, proselytize them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Regeneration National, that's a red flag. I'm, I'm not big on one name of churches, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't like all the hip, fancy new names for churches. I want Mount Shiloh Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> I want places like that. I don't want all the ha- hippy-dippy names for churches, all right? That's a red flag, in my opinion, okay. for people out there looking for churches. Regeneration Nashville pastor Kent Christmas has often spoken favorably of Trump, who is running his third presidential campaign and is a clear front runner uh, for the GOP nomination. In last Sunday's sermon at his Pentecostal church in Tennessee, Christmas said the Muslim faith has become so successful because its followers are willing to die for their beliefs. The video was first reported by watchdog group Right Wing Watch, which tweeted the clip on Tuesday. Um, oh, okay. We got a whole clip here. Okay. Yeah. Let's you want- hear it. You want to know why the Muslim faith has had its advancements? It's because the Muslims were willing to die for their belief. They were willing to strap bombs to their chest. They believed in the afterlife. God, give us some men and women that'll get a hold of some passion in their spirit and said, I will lay down my life for the gospel. Okay. 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 I don't think that's quite him encouraging other people to do it. I didn't even hear Trump mentioned at all in that. Yeah. Right? Right. Come on, Newsweek. <laughs> Don't be fake media. Are they just mad because he said Muslims, would, some Muslims, well, not all, here's what are I willing think, to strap on a vest? This is what I said to you before we went on the air, and this is what I think people are afraid of. Are Christians and Muslims teaming up in this country? <laughs> well, we can turn it around. All right? Yeah. All we got to do is ally. And we can turn it around. We need to call a truce uh-huh. and be like, look, let's get America straightened out. Then we'll go back to the Crusades and we'll <laughs> fight it out. I was going to say, you know, historically, one could argue that the reason both Islam and Christianity has been so success- successful is not only were they willing to die, they were willing to kill. Yes, right. their faith. <laughs> you know, on both sides. <laughs> So uh, it says, uh, let me go on here. Christmas then asked God to give give the Christian faith some men and women with passion in their spirit who are willing to lay down their life for the gospel. Newsweek reached out to Regeneration Nashville by email for comment. Pro-Trump, <laughs> goodness, pro-Trump pastors have delivered thunderous sermons for years, often following the former president's rhetoric and preaching that the nation has been seized by witchcraft. Trump often asserts uh, on his Truth Social platform that the federal government is conducting a witch hunt against him, particularly after the Justice Department launched an investigation into his handling of classified documents and his actions of, on the January, 20, January 6th Capitol riot. Uh, and then they go in to talk all about Trump getting charged with stuff, and it has nothing else about the pastor. So I don't think anybody except what who's this Newsweek? Yeah, Newsweek. Newsweek is are they're the only media outlet who thinks that Trump actually believes they're practicing witchcraft? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, I there's some QAnons out there. Most Americans dude. are like witch hunt. We all know what that is. Yeah, right. Witch of hunt course. is when they're trying. They're to, just coming. They're charging you. you with something. That they're just making up. They're just trying to get you on something. Right wing watches report about last. 
Sunday sermon said that Christmas was infuriated over what he falsely said was legislation approved in Vermont that makes it legal to kill a baby up to 21 days after a full-term birth. I'm at a war with evil, Christmas said in his sermon. This is one preacher that is not backing down. I can tell you this, I will give my life for the gospel. All right. I don't think that Vermont passed a law killing a baby up to 21 days after it was born. Mm-hmm. But what's the difference, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's only three yeah. weeks, right? What's yeah. the huge difference? I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, I don't want anybody killing any babies. I don't want anybody killing anybody, for the record. I don't want adults killing adults. I don't want the government killing adults. <laughs> I don't want the government killing Brown people in foreign nations for all. I don't want any of that. I don't. You want Ukrainians killing Russians, nor do I want Russians killing yeah, Ukrainians. I don't want any of that. I don't want killing. But what's the difference if we're killing them right up mm-hmm. until the time of birth or three weeks after? I don't know. What special powers are given to the baby <laughs> when it comes out? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like, but, like it's like you know. <laughs> parasite, 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 parasite. Oh, baby. Baby rights. It has <laughs> rights now. But it don't matter. We've already beaten abortion, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you, Kavanaugh and Amy Comey Barrett <laughs> and Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Boy, they hate Clarence Thomas. You talk about the Supreme Court justice. I think people on both sides hate Clarence Thomas. <laughs> like all the racist Republicans hate him because he's black, and all the liberals hate him because they're he's racist super, too. <laughs> he's super conservative. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, I don't think this guy was calling people to be bombers for Trump. Yeah, that's a misleading headline. They're I, they're connecting dots here. Yes, and I think they're doing it maliciously. Well, I think what they're all he said was, and this is his opinion. He said he thinks that Islam has been successful because they have people who are willing to go out and <laughs> be suicide bombers or whatever. I, he I, didn't I, encourage yeah. us to do the same thing. He just said you need to be willing to lay down your life right for the gospel, which. From a Christian context, that's always been taken. You should be willing to be martyred, right? If that's what it takes. Yeah, yeah. Now, I would say it's harder to turn down an invitation to a Muslim church when you've just watched a video of them beheading people. <laughs> <laughs> there was a while there where ISIS was beheading people like once a week. You right. know, that all went away. Why did they stop? Did it go away or did we, or I don't know. I mean, I, did, I don't know either. I, I thought, I thought they, President Trump beat them. <laughs> I thought they won. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do I mean, we they, just they give got up? everything now, right? Yeah, but they just, they're like, okay, we're back in control. We don't have to cut people's heads off anymore. Or we cut them all, we cut all the heads I don't off know. that were. I never watched I one of those videos. Did you? Uh, no. I, I know you did. Come on, <laughs> Live Leak, Mr. Live Leak. <laughs> I remember people saying that they were just like popping up in their Twitter timelines. Yeah, Deidre got caught on one. She didn't realize what it was. For whatever reason, I never saw one. Yeah, me either. I purposely avoided it. I saw them on the news where they would like cut away, like right as they were fixing to do it. 
Like they would sh- they would have the guy there and they would have like his face blurred. Right. And then the other dude's wearing like a ski mask. <laughs> Absolutely. And he's got that big old knife out and he's waving it around right. and he's talking to the camera and then it, they would just cut it before cut it. right before it right as he was fixing to go now they the kill. Imagine someone in a ski mask with a knife in their belt knocks on your door and goes, We would like to invite you to VBS. <laughs> of course you're gonna say yes. Absolutely we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Yeah, I, I would I, I would caution people to be careful about what they read in the news. Yes. Yeah, because that was definitely not him asking people to go die for Trump. Mm-hmm. He's just saying, hey, you should be willing to lay your life down for your faith, which to me has always been like a Columbine. Somebody's got a gun to your head and be like, well, deny Christ and I'll let you live. What are you going to do, you know? Yeah, as a Christian, you're supposed to be like, well, I can't deny Christ. Yeah, I can't deny yeah. Christ. He, Peter, did it three, him, buddy. <laughs> Peter did it three times. I'm not going right. to make that same mistake. I'm nowhere near Peter. <laughs> I can't even. Peter can work his way back from that. There's no way I can. There's no way I can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, this is my next story here. Gas station clerk asked a friend to rob the store so that he could go home early. <laughs> John, would how good a friend are you? I'm a good friend. <laughs> I need you to come uh, rob, rob a tire plant. I need you to come rob the factory St- I work stick at. Stick up the factory. So that I can go home early. <laughs> I need a new set of tires. I need some radials. <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma, a gas station employee in Tulsa is accused of asking a friend to find someone to rob the store so he could go home early. Um, if he has if he was asking a friend and then the friend does it, is he guilty? I don't think Couldn't so. Couldn't he just say, hey, I didn't, I didn't know he would do it. I was like, dude, I was just goofing. <laughs> yeah. you know, of course, I didn't want him to come up here and rob. I, I was just goofing off. It. Yeah. <laughs> According to the Tulsa Police Department, the investigation began when the employee, Isaiah Jones, reported that a man walked into the store on June 5th, handed him a note that read, Give me all your money or I will shoot you. Jones complied and the suspect left with the cash. Investigators later identified Stephen Jones, no relation, as the suspect and arrested him on the 8th. However, police said there was more to the story than what appeared. Stephen Jones confessed to the robbery, but said that his friend, Aliyah Locke, set up the crime because Isaiah Jones had asked her if someone could rob the store so he could leave early. <laughs> Police said that Locke was arrested for an outstanding warrant and provided text messages that corroborated Stephen Jones' story. <laughs> Police then arrested Isaiah Jones on Wednesday, who admitted to asking Locke to find someone to rob the store because he was tired and he wanted to go home. Isaiah Jones is charged with embezzlement and conspiracy to commit a felony. Stephen Jones is charged with conspiracy to commit embezzlement and possession of a firearm after the former conviction of a felony. Locke Mm. was arrested for an outstanding warrant and could also face charges of embezzlement. Both men were released on bond. As of Friday afternoon, Locke remains in the Tulsa County Jail. So, stuff would. (laughs) Oh, because you didn't want to work your shift at the convenience store. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, at least that's it, a good friend. I will when say, you come down to it, the mug shots are here. Oh yeah, and it is good to see like some racial harmony. 
you know, like they, oh, all, yeah. they all work That's together. Ebony <laughs> and ivory. <laughs> so it's not all bad. It's not bad. <laughs> How far have we come as a country? Yeah. We got a long way to go, but we can have biracial cri- partners in crime. Biracial partners in crime. <laughs> yes. That used to be segregated. <laughs> In our parents' day and age, that was all segregated. Yeah, they, you would never rob a bank or a gas <laughs> no. station with someone of the different race. Absolutely not. <laughs> if you were Italian, you would never go no <laughs> knock over a bank with someone that wasn't Italian. No, absolutely not. You stuck with your own kind. Sometimes the Italians are mix, mix a little bit with the Irish, just yeah. a little bit. But it wasn't widespread. Uh-huh. They hated black people, though. I think Italians might still be pretty racist toward black people. Oh, really? Yeah. They get thrown in with the rest of us whites. (laughs) (laughs) But true whites know Italians aren't white. (laughs) They're Italian. (laughs) They're the last racial group you can make fun of. Yeah, I was besides t- <laughs> just plain old white people. I was told true rights were, were whites were uh, German. Sure, oh like yeah. Aryan. yeah, no, those are the real whites. <laughs> yeah, those were the people we hate. No, they would kick us yeah. out. Don't put me in yeah. there. In you with might them. Can get it. You got a little bit of blonde hair, <laughs> and you're big, you know. But me, they would kick me out quick. Yeah, yeah, they would. I would be on a train. Of course, I would. <laughs> They did not like my kind. <laughs> I got blue eyes. That helps. But I got dark hair and dark mm-hmm. skin for a white guy. I'm a creamy, smooth white guy. <laughs> you would be allowed to pump their fuel. That's right. They give me some low-level job. Into their Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let me open up an ice cream stand at Auschwitz. <laughs> That's a callback to a show, <laughs> a story from another show. Yeah. So you didn't get that if you're listening and you just skip around. So, um, well, I mean, I, I don't know how to wrap that up other than we've all had a day at work. We've just like, man, I just need to go home. <laughs> I remember when I was a teenager, it used to be like, maybe if I hope really, really, really hard, Jesus will come back right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have said at work, at, at more so at the restaurant, maybe only a couple of times at the furniture store. Uh, Lord, I can't kill myself, <laughs> but if you call me home right now, I will not complain. <laughs> Just take me out of this and let me go home. Let me go to heaven, to paradise. All right. A man in Lake County, Illinois, who accidentally shot himself while sleeping has been taken into custody on charges of illegal possession and reckless discharge of a firearm. The man, identified as Mark DeCara of Lake Barrington, grabbed a three fifty seven Magnum revolver in his sleep while dreaming about an intruder entering his home on Monday night. He then fired the revolver and shot himself in the leg. Ooh. Here's the following line in this sentence instantly waking up from the dream it added <laughs> of course he did <laughs> there was no intruder at his house at the time according to officials police were called to the scene and found Dakara in his bed with a significant amount of blood they applied a tourniquet and transported him to a nearby hospital for treatment the round discharged from the firearm uh, went through Dakara's leg and lodged itself into Dakara's bedding Fortunately, the round did not travel through a shared wall with his neighbors, the press release said. An investigation found Dakara had not owned and used the 
had you oh, excuse me, let me start that paragraph over <laughs> over. An investigation found that Dakara had owned and used the revolver despite not having a firearm owner's identification card, which is mandatory in the state of Illinois. Oh, there you Would go. like to remind Illinois that it says shall not be in French. <laughs> According to officials, Dakara's FOID had previously been revoked, the press release said, though the details as to why are unclear. He probably voted for Trump, maybe <laughs> showed up at January 6th. Uh, Dakara was arrested and charged with possession of a firearm without a valid FOID uh, and reckless discharge of a firearm. He was released after posting a $150,000 bond and is scheduled to appear in court on June 29th. There have been a string of isolated and senseless gun violences in the U.S. Oh, now we're just going to talk all about all the shootings we have all the time. So mm-hmm. um, I don't have to read through all of those. We'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my thing. Shooting yourself is punishment enough. It does feel that way. Yeah, I don't like this know. guy. He's he goes to the hospital and now he's got two charges on top of he shot himself. Yeah, and why do you have to have any kind of paperwork for a gun you're keeping in your home? Right you know, now, we, we've gotten rid of concealed carry permits in Alabama. I could have understood that, which is really just a whole revenue thing, anyways. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know why you got to have something that you just keep it in your house registered anywhere. Seems unconstitutional to me, but the voters in Illinois apparently thought it was okay. So there you go. Hmm. But yeah. So, but he was having a dream Mm -hmm. and he shot himself in the leg. Yes. What it says. Huh? I wonder, you know, like if he keeps it on his nightstand or Mm -hmm. whatever, he reached and got it, had it down to his side in his dream. And you know, a 357 Magnum is pretty heavy. He couldn't get it up. He thought he was raising it, but he didn't have full control of his faculties and shot himself in the leg there. Yeah. I don't know. You also, know, you'd lay there for a little while and be like, I can't call anybody about this. I need to call somebody, but I'm so embarrassed. Ever the skeptic. How do we know what he was dreaming? True. The I guess one, he said it. He, yeah, but who, who I mean, who knows? Maybe he's just goofing off with a gun laying That's in bed. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he was laying in bed. He was goofing off with a gun, being stupid, and he shot himself. I think he's like twirling it like he was a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> and the best he could come up with, I was having a dream sure. where someone was trying to break into my house. Right. And then I shot myself in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point maybe he's like the people who show up in the emergency room with something in their butt he just like i'm too embarrassed to tell a real story <laughs> we had a guy at work he uh he was in the parking lot okay and he had got him a new pistol and he shot himself in the hand <laughs> oh boy <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> I I know a guy who shot himself, too. Yeah, this is why, like, frankly, okay, look, America, how many guns are in America? It's something like one 
I think every, like, yeah, or I, three for every man, woman, and yeah. child in the in the states. There's, you know, we have more firearms in the hands people. of private citizens than any other army in the world. Yeah. Yes, whether you love guns or you hate guns, odds are you're going to see one. Oh yeah, absolutely. at some point during yes. your if you live in the United yes. States. Yes, I think gun safety should be taught. I like agree. In school. Yeah. I think this would be a... Maybe it would cut back a little bit on some of this stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it would be useful to teach someone about the dangers of a firearm, mm-hmm. of being around one, handling one, operating one. That was the number one thing I learned. It's like, hey, this thing will kill you and it will kill other people. Yes. So you have to be 100% careful with it more than anything you've ever done in your life. I don't know about you. I'm sure you've had like hunter safety courses oh, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they treat it like you're holding nitroglycerin <laughs> that any point will explode. It's like you have a bomb yeah, strapped right. to your hip. Exactly. And if you don't do everything exactly, it, so long as you follow the rules. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Nobody's right. getting hurt. Yes. But you just the minute you one don't, rule. Yeah. Everyone's dead, including <laughs> yeah. you. That's how we were taught. And I mean, I think most people who, at least in the South, you grew up around guns, guns in your home and all Mm -hmm. that. So you learn that, okay, well, we just use the gun when we're going hunting or we're wanting to go shooting or something like that. Otherwise, we don't touch the gun at all Mm -hmm. because dad will beat us if he he sees it's been moved off the gun rack or Uh whatever or gotten out of the gun cabinet. Now everybody's got gun safes. I don't, by the way. Mm-hmm. Y'all can come steal all my firearms if you want to. <laughs> I don't have a gun safe. For most of my children's lives, all of my guns were in a basket leaned up in a corner in the toy room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know if that's... And did you have the ammo locked up no, somewhere? I didn't have the ammo locked up, but I had the ammo where nobody knew where it was oh, with me. Okay. Well, know? that's okay. That's I mean, better. they could have scrounged around and got up on the very top shelf in the pantry behind all the stuff no one ever eats. <laughs> you know, like, hey, this is what we're going to use when the power goes out for a week, food. <laughs> I imagine Hudson and Thomas, like, running around, pow, pow, bang, got <laughs> right. you. <laughs> My kids never touch those guns because you know what I told them? Those will kill you and they will kill somebody else. And if you touch them, I'll just kill you to save the middleman. <laughs> <laughs> My kids never touched them unless I was like, hey, let's go. We're going to go to Mama Sally and Granddaddy's yeah. and shoot guns this weekend. Yeah. And that's how it operated. And then we got foster kids and they're like, well, you got to buy gun locks and or a safe and all this. And I was like... I'm just going to ride them around in my trunk until y'all quit. Until <laughs> <laughs> y'all quit inspecting yeah. us. And then I'll do what I've always done is tell everybody, don't touch my gun. Tell your guns that, or tell your kids that your guns are cursed. And right. if they're ever handled, <laughs> the blood gods must be appeased. <laughs> I did put them, they're in a much more secure place. And I don't remember what we were talking about the other night. And Thomas was talking about somebody breaking in the house. He's like, well, I'll just go get your gun. And I was like, by the time you get it out from where it is, you're going to be dead. <laughs> it's like, just so you know, I was like, you better go get my pistol. He's like, okay. All right. I was like, don't worry about the long guns. <laughs> I, like, I mean, you're in, you're in the house anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I was just like, you're never going to get them out in time. He's just like, I'll just get a shotgun. I was like, you're never going to get it out in time. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know how, where I got them. You know, of course I told all my kids, here's where they are now. You know, 
we put them out. Your mama got tired of them being leaned up in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so I put them here. Oh, yeah. Anyways, don't go shooting yourself, people. All right. Uh, this is going to be my last uh, story. Harvard Medical School morgue manager and several others charged with selling stolen human remains. Okay. Who is buying human remains? Devil worshippers, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the FBI agents arrested six, six suspects who allegedly trafficked stolen human body parts, including remains from cadavers at Harvard Medical School. How many of those six suspects do you think were informants? Oh, probably all of them. Five of them? <laughs> probably. Did you see where the FBI charged a kid with terrorism or is a young guy with terrorism for making payments to a terrorist group? Uh-uh. And all it was is the only person he had ever paid, made any payments to was an FBI agent. Oh, gosh. Who befriended him online when he was 16. The kid has autism and got him to send, like, Apple gift cards to him, saying, you know what? Well, really? Yeah, don't you support the cause and all that? And the kid was just like, I got a buddy. I'm sending him. You know, I told I his parents. I got a friend. I got a friend, and I'm sending him a $25 Apple gift card. They arrested him and charged him with terrorism. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What is... Okay, I know this isn't the story, yeah. but what is wrong with the FBI? I don't know. And the FBI's got some problems, y'all. Did you see last week where they were uh, testifying on the alleged informant that had allegedly has phone conversations about yeah. the, the the foreign national, about the bribery? Yes. When our, Joe Biden was uh, right, vice when president. Right, president was vice president. Yeah, and they wouldn't answer. Yeah, they were like, no, we can't answer well, like, those here's, questions. Okay, I'm not an expert, but I thought if you were subpoenaed and hauled before Congress, I thought you had to answer their questions. Well, you can't Apparently make Apparently, the FBI, they're allowed to just be like, I'm not going to answer that. You, I, I don't know that they can compel you to say anything, mm-hmm. you know, but I would think it would be in your best interest to be as open and honest and forthcoming as possible. Mm-hmm. Unless you're implicating yourself in some sort of wrongdoing, right? You have the constitutional I, I, right to I get out of that. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Like, hypothetically, if I was in front of Congress, they were, like, questioning me about Earth Oddity Podcast. Right. And they were like, did you ever have any contact with such and such? Right. And about this, and I was just like, I'm not going to answer that. Right. Well, I they always I could fall get in back. Trouble. Yeah. They always fall back on a, well, I, I'm not going to answer that because it's part of, uh, you know, some sensitive information that the public doesn't need to know about. Mm-hmm. That's always what they say. What I'm talking about is like, what if I go to court as a witness to tiny pouring motor oil <laughs> down the <laughs> down the storm drain? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm just and I stonewall them. Right? Can't, they can't make me say anything they good can't. or bad. Okay. I don't reckon so. I can always just be like, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. They don't know that I remember vividly talking about it on the show with you. Well, I got to be honest. In the clips from Forbes Business that I watched on yeah. YouTube, I didn't hear a lot of I don't remember. No, I heard a, a whole lot of. I can't answer that. Right. I'm not going to answer that. Yeah. I'm not going to get into the specifics of that. Right. Which. Why wouldn't you? Like, if y'all investigated it and decided there wasn't a crime, then why wouldn't you go, yeah, yeah the dude's blowing smoke up everybody's butt. He doesn't have any taste. Well, that's what one of the senators yeah. said. He was like, if there's nothing to this, why would you simply just come out and say there's nothing yeah, to right. this? That's all you got to do. Yeah. But we'll leave you alone. Go back to doing what you want to do. Anyway. Yeah, well, 
Anyways, our president, of course, he's not the only politician that's taking bribes here. It would not surprise me in the least to find out that he is guilty of all this. Yeah. That said, he's probably not the only one. Sure. Well, the good thing is now that they've arrested President Trump, we know that nobody's above the law, right? We're going to be prosecuting everybody now, which I'm all for. I want all of them locked up. So, yeah, I'm glad if this is true, then they'll be arresting President Biden next. Probably the day, I don't know that we need to do it while he's in office. The day he gets out, let's arrest him. Let's do that. I think that would be a good thing. Yeah. We've got to get all of this in control. It would be nice if we could go ahead and do that before the election. <laughs> no. So that maybe we could have, like, I don't know, anybody else besides sure. the two that are probably right. going to be running. Well, yeah, we we don't have a lot of good choices in the United States right now. I feel like we got a couple good choices, but they're not going to have a shot. Who's the Indian dude? Do you know who that is? Uh-uh, He's running as a Republican. Okay. I've liked what I've heard him say. He sounds pretty cool. Uh, Tim Scott, he's all right. Tim Scott's great. I don't but think he's, he's not going to have a shot. Well, I don't know if he he won't have a shot with Trump running. You know. Well, even if Trump was to get it, well, I mean, maybe he'd have a better chance. But yeah, I mean, the, all the polls I've seen is like Trump sixty percent, DeSantis twenty five, right? And then you've got like single digits right. well, for everybody but, yeah. else. That's because they yeah. DeSantis is the safe choice, I mm-hmm. think, for a lot of people. As and, far as the other side, I kind of like, I mean, I don't agree with him about everything, but I like RFK. Yeah, he's fine. But he's not going to get a shot either. They won't give him a shot. No. They wouldn't give Bernie a shot. <laughs> did, you, did you see the Babylon B? They had an article that said the Democrat uh, graciously offers to host a fundraiser for RFK on the grassy knoll. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, now the Kennedys are, you know, I remember a time when uh, Republicans hated the Kennedys, Mm -hmm. you know, and now I think a lot of people who would be considered Republicans today are like, RFK is not so bad. I think Republicans today have a lot more in common with Democrats of the Kennedy era. Sure, I agree. And these days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, especially since the religious right has decided we're not bringing religion to politics anymore. <laughs> no. We were told for forever to leave it out of politics, and we did, and got Trump elected, and everybody got mad at us. But then we were like, hey, this is pretty fun. <laughs> it's pretty fun. We'll leave the religion to the churches. Anyways, all right, anyway, I've derailed to- your entire say, story. Back to this guy. Okay. A Goffstown, New Hampshire resident, Cedric Lodge, who worked as a morgue manager at Harvard Medical School, was arrested and indicted by a federal grand jury on Wednesday. His wife, Denise Lodge, was taken into custody as well, along with Katrina McClellan of Salem, Massachusetts. Three other suspects, Pennsylvania residents Joshua Taylor, Jeremy Pauley, along with Minnesota resident Matthew Lampy, were also indicted for their alleged involvement in trafficking. Lodge is accused of stealing organs and other parts of cadavers donated for medical research and education before they were to be cremated. Authorities allege he would sometimes take the stolen remains from Boston to his New Hampshire home between 2018 and 2022. Authorities said he and his wife, Denise Lodge, would then sell the remains. The indictment, which was obtained by Fox News, Fair and Balance, sure, Fair and Balance, stated that the suspects allegedly discussed their activities on social media sites. 
At times, Lodge stole dissected portions of donated cadavers, including, for example, heads, brains, skin, bones, and other human remains. Lodge is accused of letting McClellan and Taylor visit the morgue, pick which parts of cadavers they would purchase, and then remove them. You could do a little shopping? That's, that's what, it sounds like a salvage yard. We're like... <laughs> We'll give you a discount if you come get it yourself. <laughs> you come take it off. <laughs> Many of the rem- the remains were reportedly shipped through U.S. Postal Service. Of course. McClellan, who allegedly sold the remains to buyers across the country, operated a business called Cat's Creepy Creations. Oh. Quote, I am an ar- ar- quote, I am an artist of horror macabre oddities and everything creepy her business facebook page reads in one graphic situation mcclellan reportedly bought two dissected faces from lodge for six hundred dollars well that's pretty cheap that's three hundred dollars a face i didn't know you could get into the market that at that low of a number (laughs) in another she allegedly shipped human skin to jeremy Polly so that he could turn it into leather oh golly sure you want a nice human handbag? Regular Ed Gein here. I bet it feels amazing. <laughs> I don't know. It's so supple. <laughs> you know how good cow leather feels. It's got to be better than that, right? I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea either. <laughs> You'd have to ask some high-ranking German official. You haven't thought two. of the smell, Tiny. <laughs> you haven't thought of the smell. I wish you watched Always Sunny. It would be <laughs> so funny. Where's it streaming at? Uh, I have no idea. Huh. Paramount Plus, maybe. I, I know no you idea. got logins to everything. Though. <laughs> oh, it's on Hulu. You can watch okay. all of it on Hulu. I might, I might, I check, I might yeah. check it out. Don't watch it around the kids or your wife. <laughs> or if any of them catch you watching it, you disavow all knowledge of me <laughs> and how I'm connected to this it. This is a black op. <laughs> yeah, this is. We're got to go dark on this one. Uh, the indictment states that Polly allegedly sent over forty thousand dollars to Taylor via PayPal. A total of $37,355.56 was sent by Taylor to an account operated by Denise Lodge with memos including statements like head number seven okay, and brains, <laughs> like spelled out like that. Like with a bunch of A's? <laughs> yeah, a bunch of I's. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, I guess he got caught because the government's looking at all them Venmo transactions now. <laughs> yeah, they're... They weren't ta- they weren't paying their taxes. That's right. Now they got in trouble. Them. Yeah, they got them. Now it doesn't matter that the Pentagon lost two point three trillion dollars. <laughs> they can't account for, but they're going to worry about them Venmo transactions. Harvard Medical School. They did issue a statement. "Quote: We are appalled to learn that something so disturbing could happen on our campus, a community dedicated to healing and serving others." The statement read. The reported incidents are a betrayal of HMS and, most importantly, each of the individuals who altruistically chose to wheel their bodies to HMS through anatomical gift program, through the anatomical gift program to advance medical education and research. Sure. And now somebody's grandma's skull is sitting on some creepy garbage hey, uh, mantelpiece. <laughs> he turned it into like an ashtray or something. <laughs> When this Beautiful. when this kind of stuff gets found out, do, do does there somebody who goes and tries to track down all the parts? I would hope that somebody would. Huh. You know, let's get grandma back together <laughs> yeah. here. Who can put grandma together again? <laughs> it's like a humpty dumpty. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because, you know, I would be upset if that was my relative and they did that too. Mm-hmm. It's a different thing. You know, we did the story a long time ago about the guy whose mom donated her body to science and then she got blown up in a, in a Humvee <laughs> or something. That's different. Okay. Yes. Mom signed up for anything with that. Right. That wasn't somebody selling her body out the back door and that mm-hmm. happened. You know, this is what that's what they're doing at Harvard. Get it together, Harvard. I thought you guys were smart up there. Don't you have some checks and balances in place? Did you see a picture of the uh, the, the He's a, he looks, shot of this guy? He looks exactly like someone who would sell body parts. And then go to a Slayer concert. Absolutely. <laughs> He's at a war concert. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised how cheap a face is, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were ugly. You think the better looking you are, the more price you get? You know, like if Brad Pitt donated his body to to Harvard, you're probably paying a thousand dollars for his face. You know what? I, I have no idea, but it wouldn't surprise me among this particular market. Yeah, they're probably after body parts of people who were like either victims or predators, maybe like horrible crimes and stuff. I don't. Was we it need to arrest murder a billion. Yeah. You ever heard of that? I, I, we need to arrest people buying body parts too. You <laughs> right. know, like, I think that needs to be a step we put in place as well. Let's talk about another caper that's been solved. Trail of Pokemon cards leads to the arrest of a suspected Aberdeen bomber. This is from Aberdeen, Maryland. Maryland State Fire Marshal announced the arrest of 34-year-old Jeremiah Burnett in connection to a series of nocturnal blasts that have disturbed the Aberdeen community over the past several weeks. All right, time out. <laughs> I, this just popped in my head as I was reading it. You remember when that dude blew up that RV in Nashville? Oh, on uh, on Christmas Day. Yeah, it was like around some holiday. I remember that, yeah. Whatever happened to that? I don't know. There was something up with that. Didn't the guy, like, did he kill himself? He was in there with it. Oh, he I was think. in there with yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I have no idea. I forgot right. about that. I want to know what happened to that. I want to know what happened to the dude who shot up Las Vegas, mm-hmm. too, by the way. Both of those stories went away very weirdly. Also, we need a little bit more, I mean, nocturnal blast. That can mean a lot of things. <laughs> well, let's see. He now faces two counts each of possessing and using a destructive device. The investigation took a turn when officers were alerted to a loud detonation near South South Rogers and James Street around 3.30 a.m. on Tuesday. Police say they discovered a cavity near the tree line scattered with Pokemon cards. (laughs) Police said that one officer recalled a recent arrest of Burnett, who at the time was in possession of a stack of Pokemon cards. The discovery was, they were like, I know just the nerd. <laughs> John, he's been, I don't want a profile. John has been trying to warn us. <laughs> That's right. For five years now. <laughs> Pokemon is bad. <laughs> the discovery was further supported when, according to police, a local resident informed law enforcement that he had found a Pokemon card on his doorstep following a dispute with Burnett, whose final words to the homeowner were a suggestive, quote unquote, boom. Huh. So he like handed him a Charizard yeah. and said, boom, turn around, walked away. And that's enough to get you fingered as the that's Adeline right. bomber or whatever. Multiple agencies, including fire marshal bomb technicians and agents from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, they always do a great job, <laughs> <laughs> investigated the blast site. 
uncovering several additional Pokemon cards in their packaging. Uh, officers later executed a search warrant at Burnett's residence on South Rogers Street, where they found more Pokemon cards leading to his arrest. According to officials, Burnett confessed to setting off the explosives described by investigators as illicitly created explosive devices known as M80s. So he's just setting he just off had, M80s? He, just, he was just setting off M80s at night. <laughs> and people were mad about Thank it. Thank goodness we've got the BATF <laughs> to track down this nerd setting off illegal fireworks at night. But you know, like uh, Alabama here, we get a bad rap. A lot of it deservedly so. But you can buy whatever firework you want to in Alabama. And and most any firearms, too. Yeah, most any firearms. (laughs) But I'm saying is maybe in Maryland, M80s are outlawed or something. Mm -hmm. And he drove, you know, like across the state line in Alabama. Like, if you come from Georgia into Alabama, there's two big, huge firework stores there. Maybe he bought some M80s and went back up there and was blowing say, people's you, mailboxes up. I've seen M60s for sale. I thought there wasn't a lot of firework places that would carry M80s. Anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. You okay. blow a couple of hands off, people start filing <laughs> lawsuits. You won't carry them anymore. Yes. <laughs> but they're awesome. I've set one off before. Have you? Not an M80. Oh, but man. I remember when I was a kid, I had a big old huge box of M60s. Those are cool, too. Every now and again. Yeah. yeah, you tie two of them together, you got a M120. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this before. Kids, don't try this at home. <laughs> I don't know if it, I've heard if you take a big old bundle of sparklers, mm-hmm. and I mean, as we say down here, a show enough bundle, sure, and you duct tape them together as tight as you can and pull one in the middle out to use as a fuse. Mm-hmm. I've heard that'll go boom. Oh, for real? I have no idea. We should try it. It's almost definitely we should try. It. We'll try it out. Absolutely, we should try it. Oh, I had VBS last year, and one of the high school girls that was like helping out. I don't even know who she is, but she said something about she was had a job at like Ninja Fireworks. Okay, and, <laughs> and I asked, "Is it still buy three get or buy still buy one get three free?" Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know what the markup is on <laughs> on fireworks, but you can get a bunch of free stuff when you go down mm-hmm. there. I haven't bought fireworks in a while. Since the kids have gotten older, they don't really care that much about it. Mm-hmm. We should have a bottle rocket war, me and the boys. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. <laughs> we just go out to the gravel pit behind Deidre's house yeah. in Fayette, and we'll just have a bottle rocket war. Heck yeah. Of, of 1v3, you know, like all three of us. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Libby won't want to participate, <laughs> but... I think it's the boys doing it. Yeah, that might be fun. Anyways, this dude got arrested. No injuries were resulted in any of the explosions because he's just setting off M80s, mm-hmm. which will blow your hand off for real. But, I mean, it ain't like he was. He's Uncle, not a terrorist. He, he's not Uncle Ted Kaczynski, you know. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, right. He's not. He doesn't go to a Pentecostal church in Tennessee and bombing people for Trump. So. Let the man live his life. Mm-hmm. He had some fireworks and Pokemon cards. <laughs> he doesn't have much. No. Let him have this. Right. You know he's a virgin. <laughs> if he's got that many Pokemon cards, let him set off some fireworks. Come on, it's the United States of America. Let him set off some fireworks. <laughs> well, let's talk about 
It's the fourth. It's coming up, right? Right. Right around the corner. You're going to be grilling. You're going to be eating out. We want to talk about and thank world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou London Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created in the on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, Ask them to start stocking it now. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right. Uh, we don't have any questions this week. That's not surprising because the I didn't get actually didn't get the episode up until late last night. Oh, okay. But we do have a voicemail. Ah. And let's hear from Jacqueline. Hi, Jonathan. Hi, it's Jacqueline. Uh, I have a bit of a cold, so uh, bear with me uh, if I sound a little odd. Just kind of wondering where you guys have been. Uh, it's been two weeks since I've seen the show, so I'm assuming that by the time you've heard this, uh, you'll be back. But um, I just wanted to just really quick, when you were talking about black nuns, um, I think what it's referring to, and I could be wrong, but um, I think what it's referring to is actually the Benedictine class, because back in the day, they used to refer to them as, like, same with friars, there's black friars, white friars, and gray friars, and it usually was um, the color of their habit. So I think when you're talking about black nuns, it wasn't unnecessary to say it as that was the person's ethnicity, but rather that was the person's uh, sector that they belonged to. Just wanted to clarify that. I hope you guys are having a great summer. I'm up north for work today, up in the northern part of Nova Scotia. So uh, hope everybody's great. And oh, uh, shout out to Nicole. Uh, I know, Tiny's a terrible person and does not reflect all Christians. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know, though. Thanks for reminding me of that. Okay, bye. Yeah, I, you are. I can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> Their logic is perfectly sound. Yeah. We, I'm back to address our first concern. We're on a summertime recording schedule. <laughs> Ty and I have busy lives, and we haven't been able to get together on a regular basis like we normally have. Also, this past week, I was working 7 to 3. That's right. And then from uh, 5.30 till sometimes 9 and 9.30 at night, I had BBS. Oh, yeah. So I had an incredibly busy week. Apologies. Yeah. Apologies for trying to introduce (laughs) Jesus to children in Alberta City. But luckily for all of us, I've now put that behind me. Go back to the real priorities in life. Doing a podcast. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Uh, 
the uh, the I still like the idea. I still like the idea to their habit. Of yeah. them just identifying all nuns by their skin tone. <laughs> Or if they can fly or not, because the flying nuns are the best. Yeah. Do you think, like, if a nun that can fly gets in trouble and, like, the mother superior is like, you're grounded. You got to take that hat away from with the wings on it. (laughs) That's the number one thing. (laughs) No, you can't wear the wing hat anymore. You're flying all over the place. They should bring that back. That would be a great show. We need like a, a CW. <laughs> the flying like superhero nun. series, The Flying Nun. <laughs> they can work it into their like DC canon. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> that would be pretty good. <laughs> Catholics are a huge TV market. You know, that's why Notre Dame's on NBC all by themselves. Huh, how about that? Yeah. So... Might want to think about that, CW. <laughs> My wife will watch it. She watches everything on CW. Oh, really? Yeah, she's got the worst taste in TV shows. <laughs> but I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I just watch sports on TV and Impractical Jokers. That's it. <laughs> Impractical Jokers, isn't that on? All the time. 24-7? All the time, yeah. yes. I've seen, I think, every episode, but they still make me laugh. Uh-huh. Although Joe's not on it anymore. Mm-hmm. He had to retire because I think he got caught messing around on his wife or something. Oh. So he's like, I'm going to step away from the show. <laughs> he should have just been like, well, that was a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> they made me do it. You know how Q and Murr are. I had the earpiece in my ear. <laughs> they were like, I had to do what they told me to do. <laughs> so, you know, they were like, go down on her. <laughs> <laughs> it's think, all Sal's fault. I didn't even think she was that pretty. It was all a joke. It was all a practical this is joke. A punishment. <laughs> okay, Joe. Next, let her give you a BJ. <laughs> yeah. Um. So at least that's the rumor mill. I don't know. <laughs> right. But Sal's the funniest guy, anyways, mm-hmm. on the show of by far. He's so funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, Joe was the—he was the glue that held him together. It hadn't been the same since he left. Hmm. I'm sure everybody cares about my dissertation <laughs> on impractical jokers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, John, as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you so much. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. Those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Nicole Walter, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls, The Driver, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Thank you guys so much. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity, where the $5 tier gets you an extra show. That is patreon.com slash earthoddity. Extend your oddity. Extend Spe- it. Speaking of extensions, what we got coming up in the extension today? Uh, we're going to talk about a guy who is doing some renovations at his home and found something interesting. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what about you? Uh, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Also got a story of Thomas getting uh, extorted online. So Okay. I yeah. have a story from Bible school. That's okay. kind of funny. So, All right. Yeah, I'll share that. I like a good Bible school story. <laughs> you got anything else? No, that's it, man. I just hope everybody has a great week. All you fathers out there, I hope you had the excellent Father's Day. And you just keep on doing what you do, man. We're the glue that holds society together. <laughs> They don't want to give us the credit that we deserve. But we don't need that but credit. But we don't need that credit. Because we're dads. Because we all know 
<laughs> we all know. Right. Right. And that's fine. They tried to take us down with toxic masculinity back when that got fired up. Yeah. They couldn't do it because we are too strong. <laughs> You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetbell.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. You can check out our show art. That is underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. We have a brand spanking new website that is earthoddity.net. And we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? All right, that is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We also have a Discord server link in the show notes. Oh, yeah, join up. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Welcome, patrons, to the patron show. I am Tiny. We're here again. This is yeah. John. Hey. Uh, <laughs> how how your how has it have how 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 have things been? Well, this has been great. I thought we, as we were closing out the show, we should have shouted out shiny disco balls on this first Father's Day. That's you know? right. Yeah, that's like, right. That's a special one. You know, mm-hmm. when you get that first.